変身はい。Yeah,、uh, it had everything. It had,、uh, had a Christmas. The homies <laughs> had <laughs> hacked Christmas presents, all the greats. Yep. Guitar. <laughs> And yeah,、uh, that was a weird time too, because like,、um, we like, had some people who had, like, had some issues like, in October and like, couldn't come on. So we had like, less episodes, had to scramble. So in December, I was like, let's get a lot of friends in, a lot of like, nice people, a lot of cool people. And then <laughs> overbooked. So, like that week, I did like nine episodes in like seven days or something wild of like podcasting between like being a guest and like having episodes like each day for like that show. It was a, it's much calmer now. Oh man, <laughs> episode. nine episodes in seven days. Like, again, I wouldn't have thought this before podcasting, but、uh, that's more exhausting than it sounds. Yeah. Cause like, like you have to be on too. Like,、uh, and like you were telling me like before we started, like you've been on like a, Couple episodes like more recently than usual, and like you have to like be on and engage, you have to like know how to add something to what you're talking about, and you don't have to do that when you're like not a part of a conversation, like you are in a podcast. Like sometimes you just say, Oh, yeah, I love those dragons, like when you're like talking to somebody, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's not like you're a you don't have this space that you have to fill where we can just be quiet for like. 30 seconds and be like, no, nobody wants to listen to this. Yeah. Like,、um, I like to let people have the space to think and like have the moment and like shorten silence. But even then, like, it's like a different, like, to actively engage with stuff, like, especially because it's really great to passively engage with stuff too after you've actively and you're like, oh, I'm just watching this show and nobody's ever going to know what the fuck I think about it. <laughs> nobody's going to know a damn <laughs> about this show. I, I don't know anything about the shows that you pick, man. These are, these are few and far between of things I've ever seen or even conceptualized before. Yeah. So,、um, in the like 80s, the last of the Kamen Rider shows kind of like for a long time aired. Like there was like a 12 year gap in TV and they made three movies. So it's kind of like Doctor Who a little bit. And each of these three movies are like departures and weird and they're like experiments.、Um, and, it, It's like patently 90s, but also it's very different than Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad, too. Like, because we looked at like Comrade Zoe, and like that's a very different kind of like thing than most things you watch nowadays. Sure. Yeah.、Uh, I mean,、uh, this had our, our you know, normal sized、uh, creatures where, you know,、uh, in Super Cyber Samurai, you know, that show. <laughs> It looks like they were battling like giant robots inside a tiny microchip and stuff. And,、uh, you know,、uh, yeah, th- this is definitely fun 
that way. And uh, you know, I didn't know this was a TV show. The Kamen Rider series had like tons of TV shows. This is like maybe five years after the most recent show had ended. Like it was like one of the movies they were doing, like as part of like a package of their other shows. Like, oh, like um, this robot cop show is having a movie. Let's also put in a show from this canceled TV show, like kind of thing. Like they're like, <laughs> this character never had its own show. Like it was just like a let's do like a Superman movie, like kind of thing. Even though there's no Superman TV show or whatever, you know? Right. Right. Man, because, you know, this thing has it has a runtime of 48 minutes, which yeah. is too short to be a movie, but, you know, could be a long, you know, uh, one of those hour long TV shows, but not based on this content. You know, you can't make an hour long TV show based on things like this. Yeah. And like these <laughs> never like became major characters like um you're mentioning how you saw like in like our um like discord server like lots of different like writer characters like only like these three in the 90s only had their movie and weren't based on like a new show and like it's only later on when they're doing big crossover movies where they're like oh and here's a shot of these three guys together aren't they fun background characters (laughs) you know are you telling me that as a movie did this have a theatrical release yeah so it's almost like um no way i'm checking right now so the Super Sentai, um, remember the White Ranger for Power Rangers? Uh, legit, totally. Yeah, uh, so that was the second season that Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was adapting. It was called Die Ranger. They didn't use any of the suits, but they used, like, the Zords and the White Ranger suit. Um, but, like, the main team suits weren't used because they were, like, martial arts themed. And they were okay. very different looking than, like, the dinosaur themed ones. Right. Um, that that had a movie. There was like a robot cop one, like I said, for like a Metal Hero series that was like kids Robocop. And by kids Robocop, it was like what if this robot showed up and just gunned people down in the middle of the shopping mall. But it's OK. It's OK because they were robots underneath their skin. This was a kid uh, show. Yeah. Holy smokes. And then they were like, also, let's do like a little 48 minute like um chunk for the show, like this franchise off the air like let's make a little like one off like to remind people and like that's where these three kind of movies were like I think two of them were just like little like one offs as part of like a four hour package of like or like three hour package of like three movies based off like these kids like kids action franchises man like so these movies came out for like solely the sake of nostalgia were they were they thinking they would make money off these dead TV show short movies i mean they were maybe trying to reignite the franchise because um okay like the first of these three movies was trying to reinvent the franchise it was a lot of um it was much more different it um had a full runtime it had some nudity it had some like weird designs in it and this is much more for the show when it was on tv yes and it had nudity in it so, nineteen seventies, nineteen seventy one. You have Cabin Rider. Um, that's kind of like uh, the start. Then there's like the other series. It was like Cabin Rider X, which is like here's like a different character that has like a different design, like fighting a like different weird like Illuminati stand-in. Sure. And then um, in like eighty seven, they basically lost their time slot. We're like no more TV shows for now. And then in 91, they had like a movie that was like, let's try and appeal to the adult fans and like do like a one shot. 
And then they're like, let's try and appeal to the kid fans again. Let's do Kamen Rider Zoe as part of this like big Saturday morning cartoon movie block, basically. Like as like these were in theaters, but they were like the theatrical versions of these shows, plus like a show that was like off the air, like another entry of the franchise. Man, so you also saying that this was the kids version again, this Common Rider Zoe, which we're gonna talk about. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, this has some kind of scary content in it for kids maybe yeah <laughs> you know the the main bad guy has this nasty teeth thing the the spider spider woman uh is a little intimidating uh the the green floaty thing uh yeah i i i think i could see little children being scared of some of this stuff yeah um so let's actually um take a second and then, like, um, there was something else you were asking me about. Oh, what was it? Oh, um, you were asking me about Furbus, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was. So last time we looked at um, tattooed something, something tattooed alien fighters. Uh, that's a picture that you sent, I think, maybe during while we were recording the episode to show me just another one of these uh American adaptations that was just r- utterly ridiculous. Yeah, tattooed teenage alien fighters from Beverly Hills, uh, <laughs> which was an attempt at something, um, <laughs> to say the least. Attempt at like a snuff film, I think, is the best way to put it. Another one with higher budget was Mast Rider, which actually had a crossover with Power Rangers, like in, in its third season, uh, their ninja season. Okay, and um, it was like by the same company. Because like Common Rider was big, but is that um, what common means? Is it, does it mean masked rider? Yes. Okay. Um, they're sometimes used interchangeably, and in, like if there's like a DVD put out, like it might say like masked rider instead, because like it's like an English audience kind of thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, the YouTube. Uh, you know, I was playing through some of the Common uh, Rider Zoe here on a uh, YouTube, and the top suggestion, my next one is masked rider Shin, which you know, I, I know is based on this common rider thing, but it says masked this time instead of uh, common. Yeah, it's weirdly interchangeable. It doesn't help that um, the o- there have been two American shows. One was called Master Rider, which is based off of the last show that aired uh, Common Rider Black RX, which was and, and like so in that TV show, that design looked close enough to Common Rider Zoe where there's like let's just have Comrade Zoe in this episode because like the effects look real good, even though people can clearly <laughs> tell it's a different dude. Uh, yeah, like the first episode of that show just like splices in footage with like a different kid. That's like clearly not the same kid at all. Like he's like this um like precocious, like black kid. And this is like, okay, this doesn't match really what's going on here. Uh, like that scene in the hotel is like, has like a different kid there. Um, but yeah. Um, Are you talking about in Common Rider Zoe? Yes. Like that's like in the first episode of this other show. Oh, okay. Um, and the same with um the next of these like three movies, that writer, Common Rider J, also looks enough like Common Rider Black RX, where they're just like, all right, let's just have a dream episode where it's like, oh, I look different, but I'm still fighting or whatever. <laughs> like it's very, very mercenary. Wow, man, like why if you're not going to go all in here, like why? Why bother? Why do we have to do these things with uh, 
like like barely putting forth too much effort to even make these little changes. Well, Furbus was them going on in where they decided, let's get a little friends for the Coven Rider, like Master Rider decks who can get into trouble and be cute and sell toys. And that's where Furbus comes in. Man, that is uh, I don't know. I you know what? When I first saw it, you know, I asked, what is this like hamster uh, gerbil like Furby looking thing? So I I guess that's where we got our Furbies from. I don't know if there's any relation. If Furbies were already out, out, then this was a ripoff. If they weren't, this is just whatever. Um, I don't know. Man, uh, I I don't know. I, I don't have uh, good memories of those. I remember trying to sleep one night and, uh, you know, I think uh, someone in my family had one that we just kept in the closet and it just on it just kept saying, like, would you be my friend for like, I don't know, maybe like 10, 15 minutes until we just like took out the batteries and this thing just wouldn't shut up. And it was infuriating. Um, I added a picture to our chat of somebody who used their other carburetor toys to beat up a Furbus toy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, like very much the Jar Jar Binks of Common Rider. Oh, wow. What a comparison. There we go. I mean, yeah, Jar Jar Binks. Uh I don't think Furbus is a, like a racial stereotype, at least, which he has that going for him. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, and like, I guess like they had a suit that was good enough where Furbus drives a lot in the show is like behind the wheel of a car pretty often. No way. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird show. Um, I know there's been a couple efforts to document those fits, but um, our friends over at like Rangers played. Um, we did one episode in the spring that was just like a a a a, like couple episodes for cop and ride with me but um or last spring i guess like a year from now but they kind of did like a let's look at the whole series then react episode a couple uh, months ago as well okay yeah they have a lot to say about furbus over there okay interesting (laughs) yeah um lots of different copyright designs only one furbus interesting it it uh, looking at one of the uh, pictures here made it also made me think of Howard the Duck uh, for some reason. But uh, yeah, that's just a weird looking thing. Yeah, such is the lot in life of a Furbist, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, what a what a dude. What a guy. <laughs> Man, I was uh, going through this uh, this Common Rider Zoe again uh, before uh, before we were getting uh, starting the podcast here. And I got to the, I guess, one of the first fight scenes in that abandoned building. Mm. And uh, that was that was pretty crazy. There's I have a lot of questions with that scene. Yeah, there's some logistic things there, but let's um, take a break real quick and let's um, talk about that movie in full. And we're back, and we're going to talk about Comrade Zo in detail now. Uh, so, what do you think of Comrade Zo? Entertaining, to say the least. That's uh, very fair. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, really, uh, it had me at the start with this guy waking up on this, like, almost altar 
rock here in the middle of the mm-hmm. woods with light shining down and these branches uh, all over him and him monologuing and stuff. And you're like, whoa, this kind of looks intense. And then he's uh, doing this like, you know, we're looking back in his memories and all these grasshoppers keep flipping in and out. I'm like, what's the deal with these grasshoppers? <laughs> what's the deal with these grasshoppers? <laughs> Yeah, no, um, it's definitely a striking start to what goes on. Um, they don't give a lot of character to my boy. Um, I was going to say, what's his name? <laughs> Cover it or so. What, what's, what's the dude's name? I forget. Uh, but I will say uh, there's not a lot of dialogue in this movie. You didn't have to read too much because there's not a ton they have to say. That was Masuro um, Asso, so. Yeah, they don't say his name, I don't think. Like, they just call him, like, Ryder or, like, Zoe. But, that sounds right, yeah. And that's, like, cool, too, because like, that's, like, an inversion of the original Common Rider was, like, um, this dude who gets kidnapped by this, like, Illuminati-ish, like, kind of like Hydra in, like, the Marvel, like, comics kind of thing. Sure. And it turns out his professor's been working for them, um, but his professor is, like, oh, no, like, um, you're, you're someone that I care about. He like sabotages his like cyborg enhancements before he can get brainwashed. So he's just kind of like this grasshopper, like cyborg who's like fighting evil around the world. <laughs> why a grasshopper? You know, I mean, it, why a bat? Why a spider? Like sometimes it's just what's around you or like what like resonates. Sure. Sure. I, I will say uh, bats and spiders much more intimidating than uh, than grasshoppers. If you look up a little bit um, above the lineup of riders on our um, like server, there's the original design. It's the one uh, that like has like it's it's like arm out dabbing. Yeah, that's the original like 70s design. It's also doesn't help that um, the monsters he fights are like man. So it's like Rhino Man or like Shark Man. But like the first <laughs> couple are um, Batman and, and Spider-Man are the first two monsters he fights. <laughs> In, in this movie? Um, in the original, they're called something else, like Neo-Organism Bat or like Neo or like Neo-Spider or whatever. But like in the original, like they were just called Man. So it's like Batman, Spider-Man. <laughs> Are the first two monsters killed by Kamen Rider? One, you know? <laughs> I, I was reading the, some of the trivia for this movie and there, there is a, a bat creature and a spider creature Uh you know, in the in this movie, too. And the trivia lists them as Spider-Woman and Batman. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like, this is uh, putting much different images in my mind than what actually happened in the movie here. <laughs> I'm surprised that they don't have like a better name. But hey, it's probably hard to sue what they didn't know. But I don't know. <laughs> but um, something else from the start of this movie that I did want to know is a uh, this came out in 1993. Um, Terminator 2 was pretty cool, huh? Yes, it was. Unrelated to that, unrelated to all the weird like aluminum CGI metal stuff they do in this movie. Yeah, yeah, that was an interesting scene for our introduction to the bad guy here, where all this metal, I guess, comes together to form this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh. He's a he's this is an intimidating looking guy. He's a great design, though, isn't he? Like, yeah, just, uh, 
got that Mewtwo tail, got the whole like he looks like a grasshopper. Like if you look actually like at that like um at uh this right here, um you'll see um this was the Kamen Rider from the last movie, like Kamen Rider Shin. And they look super similar, right? Oh, very much more so. Yeah, that guy does that guy have teeth? Yes. On his mask? <laughs> yeah. Um so like Later on, there's a point where like common writers get like categorized a little bit, and it's like, oh, are you tech based? Are you magic based? Are you biological based? And th- there aren't a lot of biological based common writers, as like parents got concerned over time for like reasons. <laughs> but uh, when they do show up, they do tend to have like finger blades and arm blades and like teeth. Yeah, this guy doesn't look like a good guy. I would not run towards him if I was in trouble. That's why this one's kind of more of a return to form, because like they were trying to be like, what would a bioengineered grasshopper dude look like? And that's what they came with, which fair, but not really heroic the same way. You know, and uh, this this guy, too, has one of these like predator lasers, too, that he shoots yeah. with tremendous accuracy at this uh, light pole to, I think, no effect. Uh, you know, I think that was maybe just showing off. It has no impact on the rest of the show. I don't know why uh, we don't get um, this creature is called like Doras and it's kind of like the only like so it's the most enduring part of this movie. Honestly, is this like this suit gets reused a couple times because they're like, oh, this is dope as hell. Like, let's like bring this monster back because it's dope as hell. For Oh, like time travel happened. This monster's here has happened a couple times because they're like. This is a dope design. It was really cool. And I, I you know, I'm, I'm surprised that Monster didn't do more damage later because almost the very first shot of him is this amazing accuracy doing this terrible damage to this uh, power beam. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I thought he would uh, be better with that later in the movie when they were fighting. Well, he is, though, because like something I do love about some of the older designs, especially like in the 90s and early 2000s, they like we're suddenly at the place like the Godzilla problem. Um, the Godzilla movies like that came out in the eighties and nineties had like more budget and things had to look better because of the cameras, but they couldn't make anything bigger. So things got more detailed and that's what happens with like Cobb Rider too, where it's like, Oh, let's get more detailed, which is why like, I love that the suits get messed up. Like we see him get shot and like have like a hole in his suit. And that keeps happening throughout the movie. Like that sure, laser yeah. does mess him up. Yeah, yeah, he definitely has that burn mark on his back at one point, and, uh, you know, this guy loses an arm. Yeah, the first fight scene. Um, so, the monster, like, Doras, like, shows up on, like, a city street and chases um, Hiroshi into, like, an abandoned high-rise, which I love. Like, it says so much about the world to me that, like, we're living in this, like, western, like, European house that has, like, night suits and stuff, but, like, if you can run away on your way home from school you'll be at the top of like an abandoned like art deco not like art deco but like 80s style like like weird like miami vice high rise yeah yeah kind of like uh what john mcclain was in and uh you know uh die hard oh yeah a little bit yeah um but he's being chased and then (laughs) he gets saved by comrade zoe and i'm gonna give you the floor to explain the the like how this works logistically this fight scene oh geez man 
Well, uh, you know, as soon as the kid's about to be attacked on again on this multi-floor building, he's definitely not on the ground floor. Uh, Ryder comes in on his motorcycle somehow. And uh, as the bad guy has is grasping Hiroshi uh, and lifting him up, uh, comments the rider somehow comes in and cuts off his arm in a really quick sequence that you just can't quite make out, uh, probably on purpose. Uh, I guess he cut off his arm with his hand or his bike. Like they use lots of bike attacks sometimes. And like, it's like the bike is a sharp weapon. I don't know. <laughs> they just didn't, uh, they just didn't feel the need to show that detail on the bike. There's no really big sharp parts on the bike, but, uh, they cut off this guy's arm, uh, which regenerates in this pretty dope Terminator type fashion where all this metal comes together. And, uh, you know, that was, uh, that was pretty intimidating. Uh, and they have this great fight scene. Uh, All the fight scenes are great in this movie, honestly. Yeah, yeah, and you know, uh, it, it seems like our bad guy here should win because he's pretty dope. Just regenerated his arm out of like pure metal, uh, and then Ryder uses his motorcycle to blast to to like run him off a building from like, a different floor. The motorcycle comes in to help. Yep. Yeah, it seems like this is almost like part of his suit, maybe something he can just like bring up out of nowhere. Well, like the the last Carpenter show before there were just these movies, that character had like a sentient bike and a sentient car. Interesting. I don't think this comes up here enough to, for us to say it's definitely sentient. Like that would be a weird like reveal if like the last scene of the movie is he's like driving his like bike just talk and says I love you, Ryder. That would be great. I'd love that, actually. Now that I'm saying that. I mean, the whole it, it always shows up exactly where you need it and totally unexpectedly. Uh, and I don't know. He he uses his bike, runs straight into the sky and plows out of a window with him. The bad guy, they both fall in different areas, though. Mm-hmm. Impaling the bad guy. It looks like Ryder's going to go. Like, you know, straight first into the ground, but he just lands it perfectly, of course. And uh, wow, they are. That is a high fall. They are at least three stories up there. And they do show like the suspension of like his um bike sparking, but they don't do anything with that. <laughs> but there's a lot of OK. Um, There's a lot of weird powers in this movie that characters suddenly have without any explanation. Like, it's not like I'm a strong grasshopper, dude. It's like. I could repair things if I care enough while I hold them is a power that comes up later. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the bad guy here, he can turn into like a small orb and kind of like fly everywhere. Oh, even in our first opening sequence, after he blasts that power uh, cord area, uh, he does, you know, he does that Dragon Ball Z. He leans down and teleports. Yes. I love that. I was like, oh, it's happening. <laughs> uh he can regenerate body parts he is also this green floaty thing like this guy can do everything and the cover is oh he can't um, do anything <laughs> he can repair things if he cares enough and he can um transform himself on his bike which is cool that's dope like i love that and i guess call his bike to him whenever he needs it and um he can communicate telepathically with people and grasshoppers. 
Oh, and with grasshoppers. Oh, there was that. Okay, I remember that scene. That is a thing, which is weird because like the movie before this. Okay, the movie before this is all about this mad scientist makes a grasshopper human hybrid because grasshoppers have telekinesis. And that's part of the plot. It's not part of the plot here. (laughs) And then the next movie is like uh, much more of like a the spirit of Earth gives this guy rider powers because there's like weird messed up like pollution aliens like here. And sure, that sure, that's sense. how Earth works. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> this is the one where there's no plot reason why you have telekinesis with grasshoppers. So, I'm wondering if there's like some like thesis or study or like popular book at the time that had that happen, which is why it's a theme here. Because, as far as I can tell, that never happens in any other common writer media. Well, see, I'd, I'd also be confused if, you know, like you were saying, they they just make these movies seemingly out of nowhere. Like, here's a dead TV show. Uh, a new movie just came out. Let's throw this on top of it, right? That's that's kind of like what you said earlier. Well, yeah, but also, like, the, the, these aren't based off of the shows. Like, they're, like, wholly new characters. Like, they're, like, OCs, like, in, like, different worlds, like, different. Like, right, because like, this, like, yeah. this guy did have his own origin story. Uh, so, you know, I was wondering if that's a thing that they have to go in every single movie. Like, yes, but I guess they do because apparently each one has a different origin story. Yeah. Um, the first one's a dude who's like doing lab experiments and like has signed up for them. This one is just like, I wake up in the mountains and this guy wanted to make me like a grasshopper. The next one, <laughs> at least just like I was hiking and earth talked to me. That makes more sense to me. Uh, but yeah i love just the way that um he also gets clothes and like a bike from nowhere because he's naked in some roots is how he starts this adventure that's true that's true and then uh he has this pretty dope leather jacket the rest of the movie yeah right till the very end (laughs) so after the fight scene doras kind of generates a bat and a spider monster like we said because it saying its body isn't good enough so it needs to have more bodies maybe like whatever calculation it's making. Holy smokes. There's another superpower thing that we didn't mention. Yeah. It can make these other sentient life forms out of nothing. And one of them has the power to put you in like a whole nother dimension. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That was crazy. And um, so Hiroshi goes home to his grandfather as like, I'm being followed. Then my biggest issue with the whole movie actually is that um, Hiroshi's grandfather is like, you must be seeing things. And then goes like, I'm going to go read that file about this, how my son made a bunch of like cyborgs and monsters (laughs) that are real. (laughs) I'm going to doubt my grandson and make him feel like he's seeing things that like can't trust me, like with like things that might cause him to not like think are real. And I'm going to go find this file. (laughs) And then I just got to the part, you know, I'm having this playing double speed here in the background here. Where, you know, our rider guy uh, finds Hiroshi at his house and runs after him and the grandpa gets a quick look at him. Yeah. And looks back down at his file like, oh, I see it. Like, there's not a picture of this guy in the file. Yeah, there is. Oh, is there? <laughs> I just. Uh... <laughs> oh, On the yeah. top, it's like paper it clipped. Yeah, there it is. There it is. And uh, yeah. Uh, and then I guess I guess lets his kid run off with this guy chasing after him. Like, I don't think he puts up a fight there. To a scene of like a bunch of the kids friends that are like training like and they're like sparring like this like four person like 
local dojo at this temple and it's like oh like let's test out how good like Reiko's gotten at fighting so all the boys are gonna fight her at once kind of thing and it's gonna be <laughs> cool music and that's like that's like two minutes of the movie that um, it's like that's one twenty fourth. that's like three percent of the movie that's just nothing <laughs> um this this doesn't come up like anywhere else these guys and their fighting skills like uh i, I do they fight batman when batman shows up like all pan's labyrinth like has like eyes on his hands like they get yeah. beat up by it really quick but not oh much. my gosh speaking of that scene here a bat flies by and this guy's first instinct is to hit it with a stick i actually do love that <laughs> i was like what <laughs> this can't time. be this can't be normal in 1993, As, they were recovering from, uh, I was going to say recovering from 9-11, but that's not true. They were not. They were 1993. <laughs> they recovered from 9-11. Uh, no, they were weird old times. They're like, ah, it's animals. Let's beat them up. Oh, man, that was that was crazy. I was like, this can't be your first instinct. I'm pretty sure you've probably seen a bat before. And he just goes out of his way to hit it with a stick. Like, What? When you say stick, that's understelling it. It's like a combat staff. Yeah, it's it's definitely a Donatello bow staff that he's uh, messing with. <laughs> and knocks it down. It's like, ah, oh, glad that bat's dead. Nope, it's like a monster. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, has weird little wing things coming out of its head. The girl and Hiroshi run off in the woods and they see a spider on a tree, which again, they stare at. I, I guess they're like immediately get bad vibes from the spider which then teleports them to another dimension. I liked this scene a lot because it was very much like the Ray Harryhausen, like Clash of the Titans, like stop motion claymation. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it just looks claymation was pretty decent. And like, it doesn't have to be good claymation, but like, I just love claymation. Like, I get that CG is super cost effective and fast or like looks good, but I like claymation. (laughs) It it is fun yeah i I, um, I will give you that uh and i love how when uh rider is fighting it you know you can only see the legs coming out of the side of the screen and him just blocking them yeah like even though they were doing like claymation and like models they still like had the fight logically make sense it was like a cool little fight and then they uh did a claymation version of him and uh you know had him fight the claymation version of her and uh yeah that was that was pretty cool (laughs) and like killing it by like breaking one of its legs and stabbing it perfect pretty dope pretty dope it's like there's a lot of like impalement in this movie <laughs> like mo- like there's like what like the like main monster like Dorath gets impaled the spider gets impaled the bat gets impaled later the main monster gets punched through again but only part way that happens like four times this movie wow is that is that like a theme <laughs> I, it must have been the cool thing to do you know sure Sure. And then uh, so Ryder somehow gets into this other dimension and fights the spider. Yes. Uh, Not going to question that. Uh, And then the bat flows away with a large doll. I love how they are clearly dropping the bat in then filming it in reverse because it's always leaving from behind. Instead of turning the bat around, (laughs) they just have it have this weird flight pattern style, which I actually really love that about it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Explain that to me one more time. What's going on here? In a lot of the scenes where they show the bat swooping in or, or like taking off, what it appears they're doing is they have it on a rope and they're just swinging it in 
but they're like filming the shot in reverse. So it's like when the bat like leaves with like with Hiroshi, it's like flying backwards. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that at all. And like it looks really cool because it's like, oh, what's this weird creature that can like extend its nails to have wings and everything? And Mm -hmm. the spider could make dimensions and become a spider. The bat can fly, grow wings to fly um and can I guess those are the big things with a bat and the bat can become like a bat and like a like monster and it can also impersonate people that's the big oh, thing with the bat. oh yeah that sounds familiar does it carry someone's voice or something it pretends to be hiroshi's dad in that one scene oh man and like full-on like turns into his dad so like a full illusion oh right right yep yep i remember that where he keeps on waving um but no they save hiroshi and then there's a scene where they're talking on a bridge about how his dad was actually like loved him, like despite being a bad person and hurting Zoe. And then um, like their background turns into nature and then a two minute music video happens. <laughs> that was crazy. What is that doing here? And like it cannot be stated that there's like three or four times this movie where things that do not relate to anything or do not inform the characters just happen. And it's like, let's watch this like squirrel eat some food. Like it's really cute. And isn't nature beautiful? And you know what? That squirrel's dead now. It's been and, 30 years. You know, like, and I feel like they go in, they go into this music video because again, he fixes the watch. Uh, it plays its tune and we go into the music video and the tune, the, the music video and the watch song are not the same. No. <laughs> here's here's a mute. Here's some here's some sounds. And we're going to go into something totally different now. Uh, so it, it still sounds so it relates. But and the music video kind of cuts off at a weird time, too. So it like almost like seems like it's ending abruptly on like some kids playing. And it's like Hiroshi's there. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I just can't get over the fact that he just pushes like takes the watch like to his chest and it's fixed it's like okay you have that power cool <laughs> the only uh the only cool thing he can do other than fight in a costume mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> then Hiroshi gets kidnapped to an industrial castle <laughs> like a fortress yeah of pollution I guess I don't know a lot of these uh scary abandoned buildings everywhere and we get the transformation on the bike, which looks great. I love when a rider like can like transform their bike to it. It reads better to me. Sometimes there's people that have like these really clearly, huh, that's the super bike that that like dude just had yesterday, like in that fight. Right. <laughs> so like the transforming bike I like. Uh, and right before that happens is when he has that conversation with the grasshopper, right? Because like he goes to the top of the building gets like rocket punched off of the roof through like through a window into a car and the grasshopper uh-huh. shows up. And the grasshopper is as big as his forearm. This is a dope ass grasshopper. <laughs> I love this shit. This, this is my favorite. Oh my gosh, that is it is it is a monster. It is nowhere near. Uh if I saw that thing on the road, I would run or grab uh something to protect myself. That grasshopper is a mammal. <laughs> Which, like, that almost sounds like something like 
that you say when somebody's like really hot, like, oh, damn, that grasshopper is a mammal when you're pointing at somebody's butt or something. I don't know. It's just like <laughs> the energy I have for that. <laughs> and the grasshopper doesn't really help in the fight at all. <laughs> he doesn't like distract. No, this is the one scene it's at. Yeah. yeah. Like besides like weird, like mental telekinesis stuff. Yeah. Oh, and then, uh, after they get there, I guess the bat also had. Oh, no, we, we already know that the bat has transforming capabilities when uh, uh, it takes the form of Hiroshi and then attacks Ryder. And then, again, Ryder uh, punches right through him because like the two signature like Kamen Rider attacks are like Ryder punch, Ryder kick. And like they definitely show up here, like, even though they're not like super like they're not as flashy as they are later on. I was going to say, what's. What's special about these rider punches and rider kicks? Like, isn't that what most attacks are with your kicks or a punch? They're finishers. So they could break people in half or like make them explode. Gotcha. 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 You know, it definitely makes me wonder like, hey, uh, why don't we punch through him right at the beginning? I mean, that's what he does this time. He's just like, oh, like you're a vampire. You're trying to like suck my blood. I'm going to punch through you and just end this fight. Yeah. Yep. And now our scary green friend shows up. And here I actually noticed that the lines on the Zos suit are like muscle lines. Like they're meant to like accentuate like the musculature of like a person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's a good it's it's a it's a good suit. You know, looking at these other pictures of some of the other riders, you know, those aren't even suits. It's just the person with boots on. Here's green pants and some black boots. You know, <laughs> that's that's not a suit. And like they get a little more elaborate and armory as time goes on too. like. In like that picture, like they're like a lot of like older ones, but like yeah, like at this point, like it's like a very basic design. Like it feels like you could see that thing move around versus some of the later ones, which like you got a lot going on there. <laughs> got a lot. Sure, sure. I did want to know more of the deal with this green thing though. Like, why can this green thing become the crazy Terminator grasshopper? That's <laughs> that's those are not two things I thought I would ever put together. The Terminator grasshopper. Because like, they're fighting, yeah. Yeah, but why not just stay that thing? What what purpose does this green circle f- have? So that's like the actual being, I guess. <laughs> that's the being. Um, trying to figure out. Um, I'm gonna add a picture to the chat actually of um a more recent grasshopper writer, uh, cover writer zero one. And this is like a modern like tech based. Um, on like one, but it's like that where it's like, uh, and was this a was and in the meantime, here was that green thing? Uh, was that all animatronics, all puppetry? No, that was a, a suit, like that was a real person doing those kicks, those punches. No, 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 not not the rider suit, the the green oh, circle thing. That's the green thing that like you're talking about. Yeah, uh, that was like that was very much like a Sethroth, like Final Fantasy 7, like weird child puppet thing. Yeah, like that wasn't CG. They didn't really have that at that time. Oh, I I knew it wasn't CG. I was wondering if like someone else maybe uh, I I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Maybe they got dressed up or something. But you know, uh, I I will say what they do to make that thing uh move and uh, I guess talk and stuff is is impressive. You know that that thing is a little intimidating. Yeah, it's it gets across the weird child and like that throwaway like line like. I'm about to be unto God. It's like, okay, true. You look <laughs> like it. You look like a demon. You yeah. look bad. 
Um, wow. And again, this is uh, the the picture you just dropped in the chat of one of the more recent riders. Uh, again, an intimidating outfit. Yeah, they're meant to look cool. They're meant to be like part of like a lineup and stuff. And um, they've definitely kept that grasshopper thing as they've gone. Like it doesn't happen all the time. But like if they're ever like, let's go back to basics. It's like, let's like do like a nice slim grasshopper. Uh, there's some crazier ones too where it's like i'm a dragon <laughs> gotta love me i guess uh, <laughs> you know what uh i i guess it i guess it's a color thing you know like uh this, the same would go for batman you know if you didn't know he was a good guy batman would look real scary coming at you on the street if you had no idea who he was you know i i guess it's the indicator that hey bright colors mean good guy <laughs> you know superman wonder woman spider-man uh, Iron Man, these guys, uh, I guess, don't super look scary. Well, like also like bright could be danger. But yeah, I'll that that is true. Like that, uh, that is true in nature, at least. And I mean, uh, Ant-Man, Yellow Jacket, I guess the uh, Yellow Jack was a little brighter. I don't know. There's the, those the Spider-Man's suit, you know, isn't, I guess, the most intimidating. You know, like where Venom clearly is. Holy smokes. What did you just drop in the chat there? Uh, that's the most recent design for Kamen Rider Saber. Um, it's it's not my favorite series. Um, it's doing better now, but it's like definitely much more of a let's have a wild and out there design versus like like it's like it happens one year after like the like more modern grasshopper one I show you. And there's just a sometimes they like do a little too much for my liking. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they've uh, they've stepped those designs up a ton from uh, these uh, foam costumes with a little bit of muscle here. And what I'm watching right now, these uh, these kind of remind me of Bionicles. There's definitely that vibe with like a murder saber. Yeah. Uh, they're I, I think they're cool looking. I think they're cool looking. No, yeah. Um, there's a lot of cool options for the common rider. Like you were saying, like maybe like you might like want to look at what um, like what kind of like designs do you like because there's um, a lot of cool like very bright like very different ones in like the franchise oh man uh poof i guess i guess that's tough to say i mean uh the one i'm watching now just seems uh too round i guess too uh it it makes him look kind of soft camarader zo you mean yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's uh that's the vibe i'm uh, i'm getting from this guy here so this isn't entirely up to date, but here's just kind of like a list from a couple of years ago of like all the main like from 1970 to like the mid like 2010s, like the various designs on the writers. Wow, there is a ton there. Yeah, you can see that uh, that they definitely go hard in, in different directions. You know, uh, some of these are reminding me of Beetleborgs. Um, so Beetleborgs was actually um the franchise that was on with this and super sentai uh, which was like it's uh they're from the same company like different franchise but that makes that, sense yeah um when that franchise kind of went under was also around the time common rider came back so they kind of included the let's have more weapons like let's have more armor let's have like more out there designs holy smokes this one rider here looks like he has ammo around his chest or something Ooh. uh Yikes, I'm I'm looking at the bottom right corner, uh third one in. Ooh, the one with the like um like very purple like face with the like lines. 
Uh, I yeah, I think so. He kind of looks like Spawn. Yeah, so that's copywriter Hibiki. Um, he's the odd one out <laughs> for the modern series in that. Um, so he's like a music-based common writer. Whoa! So basically, like a bunch of like dudes train their whole lives to become music-based demons to save like the world from like weird forest monsters. So like his whole thing is that like he drums monsters to death, basically. <laughs> yeah. Cool, right? <laughs> yep. That's that's the adjective I was thinking of. Well, also, like, um, his his series writers changed partway through because they because, like, parents were like, this is too violent. Uh, Drumming to death. He also had like he also had teeth and like um, had like Wolverine claws, too. And like teeth was a lot going on there. Wow. Yeah, that that is quite a lineup there of uh, of different forms. Yeah, but um, no. So this final scene of the Kamen Rider um, Zoe is great, though, because Zoe does his best, gets beat. Then he like rallies based off of like the father and the son talking. And then he punches really hard. It's like, oh, crap, they've got me. They're going to eat me and become stronger and become like a weird fused being. And that red. Oh, creature, I guess that's another power, huh? Yeah, that's another power to like absorb. <laughs> happens man yeah uh, he just punches him and again gets absorbed right into him uh, there's there's something I wanted to compare that to uh, but now I can't think of it I, I don't know if it was in a podcast I listened to or something else where uh, some superpower thing where one person absorbed the other hmm yeah I'm blanking but uh, yeah again Ryder does his signature thing where, you know, punches partway into this guy and the guy straight up absorbs him like yeah. it becomes this carnage looking creature now. Still super scary. And yeah, uh, who knows? Who knows what is going on? And then they hear the sound of the thing and they unfuse and like there's a Ryder kick and the whole tube gets destroyed and, and you don't become God. Yep. Uh, so I guess this is the inspiration for the music one where, uh, you know, this uh, this music apparently ruins everything. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I, it's cool at the end when he's driving away. But beyond that, I'm just like a little much. Like, let me watch oh, when he's driving away and it can never be more clear that there's like this puppet on the back of his bike. Oh, that is my favorite. <laughs> it looks like comical in a great way. <laughs> so bad <laughs> i do actually like the ending how like he, how he drops him off in the middle of the road <laughs> to his grandpa <laughs> that they didn't see so it was just in the middle of the road you're right <laughs> but um then he gives him his jacket like is there a house close by or something like it's the 90s um, it's, it's always close right. by apparently <laughs> and then does a thing where he gives him his jacket, goes, goes to a leave. couple feet, stops, turns around, doesn't say anything, but then just keeps on going. Well, the kid stops him and says, Ryder. <laughs> and then he goes. Uh, <laughs> off into the midnight, I guess. Just whatever he's doing. 
Oh, wow. Then uh, we continue with a little more of that music uh, from the music video from earlier. And whew, that's that's the that's the movie. Yeah, that's the movie. Oh, uh, that is the 90s to me. That's what you do. <laughs> you wow. have sweaty, cool, detailed designs because like budgets and like the artistry got good enough and like the cameras got good enough where you could have these cool designs but CG wasn't affordable. So you do get a lot of stuff in like what I think like creature feature. I think of like the eighties and nineties. Cause it's like, Oh, we can do a creature instead of like a, like Cloverfield monster, for example, <laughs> like let's just like make stuff in CG. Dude. I absolutely love those kinds of animatronic puppet effects. Like whenever I tell people that like, I always pull up either the fly, the transformation scene, transformation scene or the thing with the dog scene and you know those uh even today i still love you know that it is so much scarier to watch that than you know if if it was on if it was done on a computer like i forget who said this now uh but there's like this thing about um the how like when you're trying to make something cg you're trying to make it real and when you're trying to do something practically, you're trying to make it unreal and stick out. And it's supposed to look like it doesn't match reality. And like when it's a monster, it's good if the monster doesn't match reality. It's like a weird, messed up, like beast. It's OK if it doesn't look real or doesn't make logical sense, you know? Yeah. 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 That's OK. <laughs> yeah, that's OK in my book <laughs> of that. You know, what? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I always think back to that. The thing. Uh, I guess prequel movie they made in the 2000s and there was a scene at the end where this like there was this two-faced monster uh, that was walking around and you know you could you could tell it was CGI and uh, that lost some of the some of the magic there for me you know I you can't do CGI well I think unless you know it looks like Avatar well also like the thing of CG is it's supposed to look like it belongs in the world and I like when my monsters don't do that, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Definitely something to be said for uh, the practical effects that uh, that just looks so cool. <laughs> it just has a big soft spot in my heart. Have you seen the movie um, like Dog Soldiers by any chance? Dog Soldiers? I've never heard of it. It's like a um, a like Scottish military versus werewolves movie from the like early 2000s. <laughs> man right doesn't that get like it's all practical effects and it's like this weird point where like there's like three or four major actors in it where you're like why were you here it's like it's a treat it's like one of those things where like if you like practical effects there's like weird like if you like like the movies from like the sci-fi channel like lineage of aliens where it's like what if we just gave people a bunch of like blanks and let them go film for four days here and hopefully they can make a movie this is way higher budget and like quality than most of those the like polished actually good version of that kind of movie like the sci-fi channel like weird action movie you know again you you give me that description and like all sci-fi movies i assume that this movie has you know a four star rating or less on you know imdb and this movie has a 6.8 which is That's what impressive I mean. it's, it's a good movie though like it's wow. actually a good movie it's um neil marshall who you might know from other stuff 
Uh, <laughs> I totally know. Um, he made the descent like right after this. So it was this, and then he made the descent. Wow, that's a big step. Yeah. So like, like descent actually came out in theaters. <laughs> it um has the guy who played um in that movie. Um, it has the guy who plays Davos Seaworth from Game of Thrones in it too. So yeah, there's lots of like surprisingly good like character actors like in this. Yeah, it says uh two things that he's maybe well known for are Equilibrium and Event Horizon. Okay. Uh also uh the Gotham TV series. He was Alfred. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. Okay. I rec I definitely recognize him from that. Yeah, so if you want to see like practical effects like werewolves like getting cursed out by like Scottish dudes, uh this is your movie. <laughs> There's there's one that I've been dying to see called Velocipaster. Okay. <laughs> but like that's like the modern era of like um things I want a sentient plane to butt me in the butt or whatever, like those books. <sighs> Who am I thinking of? I don't know. What was that? I don't know. Um Yeah, this is something I've never heard of before. <laughs> By Chuck Tingle. So Chuck Tingle, that's what I'm thinking of. And speaking of um, that common writer that like drums people to death, actually, uh, um, here's like a little like clip of like what that looks like in the show in action. <laughs> this guy's like banging on a gong. Yeah, his like belt turns into like a drum panel and he just explodes like weird monsters. That's his whole thing. Oh my gosh. I mean, you said that and I think of Super Smash Bros, a brawl where, you know, Donkey Kong's smash move is playing this bongos. That's a kind of a writer. Uh, a lot of fun stuff in weird suits. A lot of weird gimmicks over the years, as you can tell from that picture. But um, I like Cobb Murders, though. It's not really a compelling character work, but the suits look real good and the fights are pretty good. I no, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Enough. Again, for, uh, for a 45, 50 minute movie, uh, you will be entertained uh again i don't think there's a lot of dialogue uh so uh it's just it's just fun to watch if you want to go onto the common writer fandom wiki you can find out all the weird like comic book attenuations of the stories where it's like oh what if this monster had wings <laughs> what if this monster why, was gigantic that kind of stuff why why is there so much just based on this thing why not create something new like, why why does the thing feel like it has to be continued? Well, the thing is, uh, they do make new stuff. They just also are like, what should we do for our bonus, like, premium action figure line? They're like, let's make a comic based off of this character was back. You know, that's just what they do. Because, like, around their time, they're, like, doing more stuff with this character is, like, full swing. They're making a 52-episode TV show and three movies every year, you know? <laughs> No, I'm not kidding you there. The, the the credits on Wikipedia here for like main series for Common Rider is just so extensive. Yeah. Um it's the 50th anniversary. Um let's see. This is the um second of the modern period and the 31st overall TV show. This was not a TV show. So maybe like the 50 or the like 35th like writer is the one that's on right now in like in like 50 years which isn't bad like just not counting like the weird other stuff but no they do 
a lot for this like franchise and it's like currently getting some toys put out and like some movies are available there are like some series legally on streaming with like credits and like that these movies were up in a way where people like you could watch them is very new you know wow in the streaming war they need stuff that um there's a lot of it and there's like thousands of hours of toku stuff and people through like anime which is like this is basically like live action anime they're like oh this isn't that weird and like through dramas they're like oh yeah i can read subtitles and watch live action stuff so it's like a weird like in the next two years i think this stuff's going to be a lot more prevalent where it's like oh you won't remark if you pass it on your way through netflix kind of thing you know I will say, uh, again, with that Dog Soldiers, I, I cannot wait to watch that. It reminded me of another movie called uh, Black Sheep. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, an ex- uh, I, have, I have the description here. An experiment in genetic engineering turns harmless sheep into bloodthirsty killers that terrorize a New Zealand farm. Uh, again, it's all practical effects, these uh, sheep zombie people. And uh, just over the top and... <laughs> just crazy to watch yeah um and there's not one nearly other... rated as well as dog soldiers though no like dog soldiers is a good movie <laughs> which is why <laughs> it's worth talking about i think um i cannot wait to watch it oh do you know the movie i'm thinking of right now um it's like there's like tentacles or something that will take people over unless they are drunk so it's like an Irish town of people who like get drunk and try and hunt this monster, but like they're drunk, so they're trying to hunt the monster. That sounds that sounds vaguely familiar, but I, I don't think I've ever seen it. Wow, that sounds like a really fun premise. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but uh it's yeah, drunken tentacle monster. I'm not gonna search that actually. I think that might give me something else. Uh, but no, um, <laughs> I, I just searched drunk alien hunting movie and I, I didn't I didn't get anything. Monster movie about drinking <laughs> grabbers. Okay. Um Oh you found Island it? Yes, it's from twenty twelve. It has uh what the Ooh. I just want to see this movie. Yeah, um Grabbers. It is a twenty twelve movie. Um when an island off the coast of Ireland is invaded by blood-sucking aliens, the heroes discover that getting drunk is the only way to survive. Okay. <laughs> this has a 62 on Metacritic, a 6.3. Uh, has some dudes you might know from TV in it. Okay. Which, again, is a decent score. Yeah, no. Wow, that movie sounds like a lot of fun. No, but um, if you want fun, try Grappers. If you want a good movie well now i'm overselling it because it's not like it's like the florida project or anything but are you saying that you're gonna watch dog soldiers and not have moments where you just laugh out loud you you might laugh a couple times but it's like much more of like oh it's just a well-made action movie you know as far as i remember really as far as i remember it okay all right uh but no um with that thank you so much for coming on um it's bigger to have you, Ryan. Thank you again for having me. I, uh, I I have so much fun on this podcast talking with you about this stuff and, you know, just expanding my TV and uh, movie 
uh, I guess, genres here to things I would never explore by myself. <laughs> no, yeah, it's really fun. We love to just like um, do that because these are there's some weird stuff in this whole canon. There's like weird horror movies. There's weird stuff that's a little less savory of. But yeah, just uh, it's like this, great because, yeah. This podcast topic definitely has a ton of material that you can dive into. It helps that we do diametrically opposed kind of subject matters because you're like, how do I make trivia for something that somebody could understand versus it might be harder for this because like it's like an un undiscovered or like unplumbed depths too, you know? Right. Right. Opposite. Yeah. <laughs> what do you remember about the office versus here's something for you to react to. Uh, no, but um, <clears throat> at some point uh, we will do something with the tattooed fighters. I don't know how, how that's going to work. Um, I, I don't think there's a way to do that. That doesn't uh, hurt young ears, but we'll see maybe at some point down the line, but no, um, where people find you when you're not expanding your horizons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I host a podcast called TV Trivia Pod. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at TV Trivia Pod. And uh, I just ask guests uh, questions, trivia questions from TV shows. Like, uh, again, uh, I know The Office is a popular one. So it's questions like, uh, what's the name of Michael's uh, self-made movie? Or and uh, maybe what's uh, what's the name of Jan's candle company and, you know, who wins the Dundee for whitest sneakers, uh, you know, something like that. Uh, so, you know, if you enjoy answering questions like that, check out my podcast. I've covered the boys, uh, Rick and Morty and some of the office looking looking forward to covering more later. Uh, so it's a lot of fun. Oh, uh, yeah, it's like a like a really fun show to listen to. Um, at some point, if you're doing something in like the weird sci-fi channel area, like hit me up totally. Like I would love to talk about a uh, Stargate or Sliders or something. You know what? Uh, I I definitely do want to start expanding on more shows here, but I think I I think it turns out best when uh, I usually cover comedies. You know, it seems like it's more fun uh, recording anyway. When we're talking about funny stuff and the uh, the questions, you know, directly make us think of something else that happened in the series or something like. Uh, so so I, I might be trying to stick to a comedy show my next my next uh, show or two, but uh, we'll see how that goes. I could probably do Arrested Development or Futurama. There we go. All right. That, that, that's All right. closer to your area. But so not to toot my own stuff, but I was very sought after for trivia as a youth. Um, and like, so there's probably this, like, maybe I should like come in blind, like not watch these shows. Cause like you have people watch stuff and then come in. Right. 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 So ahead of time, I'll say, you know, your Futurama season one episodes one through five, you know, I'll give you that ahead of time in case you want to, if, in case you want to rewatch, uh, I, I personally recommend it, you know, uh, just, because some of the questions, just because I only cover a certain number of episodes at a time, some of the hard questions, I think, can get relatively difficult. Like, I, I don't know how you're going to get these without maybe just watching the show. 
Okay. Um, I will take you for that if I'm wrong. Um, but I will say one of my I did accidentally end a friendship once because I told somebody I hadn't read the Harry Potter books in 10 years, who was a very big Harry Potter fan, and then beat them at Harry Potter book trivia. <laughs> like, pretty oh! soundly. Oh, man! Like, 18 to 5 or something like that. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, no, this is what happened. They went to this, like, like bookcase right here. This bookcase. I don't know why I said it like that. But no. Um, <laughs> Before uh, we uh, keep rambling on, though, um, you could find uh, me on Twitter.com at James Forge. You can find the podcast at Copyright With Me, copyrightwithme.com, podcast at copyrightwithme.com. Please let us know um, your thoughts, any questions, or just like anything like you want us to um, to talk on or talk about. Uh, please review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, that is the best way. Um, and also, there's Instagram. Uh, however, you say an Instagram name, but, but we're Copyright With Me. I should probably learn that at some point. It's been a couple of weeks. I've been <laughs> saying Instagram, whatever you do. <laughs> but no, um, so Brian, what did we learn today? Uh, I learned that this is a franchise that is probably never going to die. Yeah. There's something immortal about Common Rider. What's that line? There's a Common Rider like manga where like there's a line like there's no God, there's no Buddha, there's only Common Rider. Ha! <laughs> 